hope a lot of them uh, ask us for opinions about ourselves and of each other. We're live on the internet. Some, right some of them do. It's called a ruination stream for a reason. Welcome to the Idle Thumbs Ruination Online for August 2017. Are we online? We are currently online streaming to Twitch, but uh, most of you listening are probably hearing this on the podcast feed or on YouTube. Welcome to everyone. No one listens to this on YouTube. uh, Hi, YouTubers. Hey, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, From Idle Thumbs, I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. I... Jesus. Don't have a joke there, I guess. You <laughs> no, I just, just said I, I genuinely z- zoned out. Sorry, I'm That's, Jake Rodkin. Oh, I, I didn't, I didn't, like, I didn't try to say I am broken. I'm <laughs> uh, On this stream, we answer the questions posed to us by high-tier Patreon backers. High-tier Patreon backers. To our campaign at patreon.com slash idle thumbs and answer them for the benefit of everybody. Whatever benefit, whatever tier you're on, benefit is might, a word that yeah. we use just now, yeah. loosely. Uh, should we get going? <clears throat> yeah. Should we start ruining it by answering oh, questions? Oh yeah. All right. Our first question comes to us from Nick Cornick, who an, who annoyingly asks, "What question do you hope nobody ever asks you on a ruination stream?" Got it. You one. don't oh. actually need to answer the question. <laughs> This time. And yeah, the only answer is this one. I, I'm pretty sure this is the second month in a row this person or another person <laughs> has asked us this question. Isn't it? Do you guys have a memory of I someone asking so. us this question I, in the past? I don't know. You remember when you could turn back time? I don't know. This is the question, Nick Cornick. Uh, this is the one that I hope no one ever asks us again. Uh, I'm sorry that that is true, but it is. Um, moving on. I have a secret answer, but I will reveal oh. it. Oh. No, I will reveal it later on in the podcast when it is surely asked. Wait, what? really? Oh, have you read that book or seen that <laughs> Linklater movie or whatever? <laughs> oh. <laughs> you can't ask me that question. You're not a Patreon backer. Get the fuck out of here. I am a Patreon Next. backer. Next. $5. No. It's not enough to ask a question. Ugh. Evan Parker asks... Which robot, fictional or otherwise, do you think would be least likely to kill you in the inevitable robot revolution? And how do you think your co-host's answers will manage to kill them anyway? Least likely. I, I mean, mean... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. There's, I mean, there's so, <laughs> many, there's so many answers to this, right? That it's sort Just of... Just the benevolent robots that exist in yeah, India, right? Like it, uh, part of the difficulty of answering this question is what counts as a robot now? Well, the, the other you know? the other part is the least... Right. I mean, you've got That's to find what I mean. them. Yeah, well, yes, but I it just presupposes mean, they're all potentially going to kill you. Sure. Yeah. Like, is that air conditioning unit over there? Does that count as a robot? It kind of looks no. like a robot in the old it, school. It needs to have a face. Sense. But see, but does it though? No. Because I feel like there are old robots and weird spider robots that don't have faces. Spiders have faces. Not Eels have faces. What have faces? <laughs> Eels. Eels. I mean, okay, but there's Eels. Eels. I mean, I sure they do. I mean, eels they have have a wacky little, no, face. I mean, I know, no, I mean, I <laughs> yes, I'm aware that the actual animals that are eels have faces. What I'm we just disposed is, you as a as a replicate <laughs> or something. Is, you're, you're like, <laughs> eels don't have faces. <laughs> so no, but what I mean is, me, Chris is off the list. <laughs> no, but what I mean is, when people describe a robot as being like an eel, uh-huh. they're not. They don't mean that you're trying to recreate sure. the animal. Sure, that is it's just a they're strange just little wriggling the thing. Closest okay. comparison to like yeah. movement style and you know 
people that can swim, probably. Yeah. Face. I mean, you've presence. seen those, right? There's robots that are basically inflatable bags that like squeeze <laughs> through holes. The inflatable and, bag. I mean, that's they, your answer. They, well, no, those ones are, are no, not. No, an inflatable bag would those fuck you up. Are, I know. Yeah, that's what I'm are, saying. You could stick your head in that and get exactly. stuck. Exactly. Those are as <laughs> likely to kill you intentionally as yeah. they are to kill you because you're misusing the right. bag. Something that is very difficult for you to kill yourself with and for it to kill you. Right. You need both of those. Yeah, because that air conditioner could just fall on you. Yeah, you know, like. Right. You know, on it has a- wheels. You know, if you actually look on average, if you average it out, mm-hmm. more people are killed by um, vending machines. Vending machines falling on them by than by um, sort of international terrorist right. incidents so, know, on American soil. So it's like you could sort of just imagine. So vending machines like, you off would the think list. Vending machines, right, are the least likely robot to kill you. Um, but there are probably robots that kill fewer people than that. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not the eel bags or whatever. Right. Um, I don't know. I, it's hard to answer the least likely. Yeah. It's a difficult question to answer. Yeah. I mean, I in terms of like how our answers to this would get us killed, my answer would get me killed by me just like sitting around fucking thinking emojiing right. this bullshit. And then a vending until, machine falls on you. Yeah, until through intention or negligence mm-hmm. I am killed by a robot yeah do you, do you have an answer for this Jake I, I mean I assume that one of the three hosts of Idle Thumbs is probably a robot <laughs> so but the, the way that your answer will your come friend, back to um, less likely to kill you is that your implication no it's just whatever I predict there'll be some sure. cruel irony of one of you saying you thought it was going to be the air conditioner <laughs> and then uh, shank yeah and yeah. then just you know yeah, I'm done yeah, fair yeah. enough you Fair think enough. it's going to be a Terminator, but then it turns out he's a good guy. So, yeah, you know, you can never and predict. it's your fucking mm. fridge. Yeah. Yeah. It, it kills telephone. you by not refrigerating your food well enough. <laughs> yeah. And then you consume bacteria <laughs> and die. That's actually a scary thought. Yeah. What if someone just fucking Just an automated your cooking fridge? machine that's just been hacked. And the yeah. stamper to, that to, stamps to the you. expiration dates on your food makes them expire <laughs> two weeks later than they actually do. So you're eating two week old food all the time. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's a horrible, that actually is a more. That's like, a horrible plot. That's a more palpable nightmare to me than any like overt killer robot. It actually yeah. expired it's just six hours ago. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Except, you know, what's the worst part about that is that nothing about expiration dates is real or means anything. Yeah. So I know. That's like, why. Well, well, that's the fucking O. Henry ending to this story is your expiration dates are already meaningless and incorrect. So They, they give people a, a sense of safety. Yeah. I mean, and sometimes food goes bad, but it has no direct correlation to those days. Right. Uh, okay, well, I think we answered that tidily. Uh, Daniel asks, with the, disastrous crash, <laughs> with the disastrous crash of the USS ruination behind us, which of the three survivors would last the longest? The conceit of this question aside, it is possible that Nick's anxieties may actually metamorphose into a primal series of reptile brain survival instincts. Maybe Chris's finely tuned ear would give him a penchant for hearing wild predators. And maybe Jake's attention to the subtleties of UI design would somehow translate into, I don't know, finding berries or something. I know that shoehorns will not help you in the dense jungle canopy. Uh, TLDR, who is going to survive in the wilderness? Hmm. His answers were actually not that far off. From my, I didn't really have an answer for myself, but in terms of for for you guys, I do think Nick's uh, sort of neuroses and mm. anxieties would probably sublimate into something that would give you a kind of like fucked up sense of acceptance and peace in the situation and allow you to deal with it 
uh, paradoxically rationally. Yeah, the few times where I've been in life or death situations, I've actually like found my brain switching into that, yeah. which is surprising. Okay, list, describe two of the few. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look, look. Sorry, I would never start a sentence with the few times I've been in life or death situations. <laughs> no, I mean, I, all right. No, no, so, no like, we're moving on. No, no matter what I say, wait, I'm, about, this is not going to end up in wait, a situation where, hold on, hold on. where you accept hold on. what I'm yes saying. No. So. Is Hillbilly ATV, like, whooping <laughs> and hollering, chasing you through Vermont or whatever, is that an example of one of those? Well, I mean, I, almost, totally I did almost die a, hitting a deer and going off a cliff. So, yeah, yeah that's okay. that's in no, the no, category. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not intending other, to disagree with yeah, that. I'm just yeah. saying. There was another time where I was on a plane in a thunderstorm, and the plane, you're going into... Uh, Reagan National, which if you uh-huh. know anything about Reagan National, I've flown into it a couple times. Yeah, you've because of the White House airspace, you have to bank really quickly oh. and then land immediately. Yeah, and because of this thunderstorm, I was on the left side of the plane, which is the side that it banks down to, and uh, I looked down as as and you've got like maybe fifteen seconds before you're on the ground as it turns, and I looked down and there's just like a seven forty seven on the runway where we're about to land. Oh, that's what almost in a happened? fucking thunderstorm that, that happened recently, where the SFL. plane is just buckling you know yeah. 500 feet at a time and the pilot just like saw it as we were going down and then just gunned the engines but then that sent us straight into the thunderstorm cell right at which point everybody started screaming because the plane oh was God. bouncing up and down like crazy and like things were hitting the ceiling and the woman next to me was just like we're gonna die we're gonna die and i was like it's fine and i mean like and, and i am the worst anxiety i know like, terrified it was a it. weird moment where yeah. i was actually just like this happens all the time it's gonna be fine yeah yeah, yeah like yeah. so i think i would actually react like an, a, a fucking weirdo yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway but like the good kind of fucking like, weirdo. Yeah, weirdo. Yeah, yeah yeah like the kind that would well did you see that that same <clears throat> thing was like a huge oh, incident yeah. in sfo a couple of weeks ago yeah. when a plane almost landed on happens top of more, another plane happens more than you'd want to know about i think it probably yeah. happens extremely rarely but more than never but more than never um that version was a bad one yeah but there are a lot of go-arounds sure oh sure yeah yeah in jake's case i feel like jake would legitimately uh, be sort of handy in the nest in useful ways. I feel like you'd be able to jury rig things yes. with like vines stuff. and shit. I okay. don't know. You'd make like a shelf. Uh, you know, so <laughs> we'll Gill- some six some like vines. Gilligan's Island fucking shelves <laughs> yeah. and shit like that. I I'd feel make like some vines do. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, just stranded on this island, and then you back know, at like- it again on this island. <laughs> 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 yeah, you would actually make a bunch of vines, waiting to upload them for when you are eventually rescued. <laughs> Did I get right. off the island? Like they killed vine, vines gone. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! God Fuck this! It. I'm going back. <laughs> I jerry rigged a fucking battery charger to keep my phone charged <laughs> so I could make all these great vines. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea that. how I would do. But it's true, shoehorns wouldn't help me. I could, I would, I could build a, I could probably construct a, like, one of the long shoehorns out of, like, a bamboo shoot or something. So shoehorns mm. wouldn't help you in ways other than they would help you put your shoes on comfortably Exactly, they would help day. you in the exact same way well, they already do. Get your feet clear of blisters, you know, it's important. Yeah. It's important yeah. in this situation mm-hmm. that we'll never be in. Um, David Chang says, Thumbs, indulge me with this question. Mm. With your history of stellar goatee content over the years... Have you ever considered creating awards for the Wizard Jam? Also, if you did run awards, would you consider calling them the Wizzies, named in the same vein as the Espies? This dumb name has been stuck in my head for the last year, and I have Good. wondered what your thoughts are on it. 
I like that he's been wondering yeah, for a year for a what our year. thoughts are about this secret name that we've never yeah. heard before. Um, I mean, it's I think the Wizzies is a good name. I, I like it because it sort of sounds like whiz and sort of like taking a pee in a way. I mean, it makes it me think like, of like a wizard doing the Calvin and Hobbes th- sticker. Oh, like I the mean, Calvin like peeing Calvin. The Calvin peeing, but like it's, a, just, it's just oh, a wow. wizard doing that. A peeing that. wizard yeah. in, <laughs> with, a same, with a smirk of the peeing Calvin would Store be a very, yeah. Yeah. That would be good. Who wants to illustrate yeah. that for us so we can yeah. sell it? Yeah. <laughs> Store I mean, we'll pay the person. Sure. Obviously. Oh, I bet I bet Stevon would actually make that stupid thing if we asked him. He'd be actually, like, "Oh, no, it's right. like it's been it's been a long time." <laughs> you're hard man to find. It's like I'm not hard man to find. I've offered to make sure it's like multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, make this pissing wizard. The um, wizies. I'm I'm personally glad wait, the wizard quick, Jake doesn't have award. Jake is talking about someone who illustrated oh, the Idle Thumbs logo. You just talked. We talked over each other and ruined it. Yeah, but yes. yeah, because I wanted to explain what oh. you were referring to. I know, but I just kept talking like an asshole. That's okay. I was the asshole. Continue. <sighs> Oh, I just like that Wizard Jam doesn't have awards. Oh, okay. I, I do too. I think I I don't mm. think Wizard Jam would be improved by adding a judgment or hierarchy component to it. Yeah, I mean you could have awards, but then it, it just says I the wizard declare we are all winners. <laughs> That's true. You and could then have he peas. <laughs> I do think that the concept of the Wizzies is a great one because it has resulted in me thinking about the idea of a Pissing wizard, yeah, yeah. yeah. sticker. Oh, I think if you in the sort of it, from the song "The Wizard," you know how you have the sort of deep fantasy man voice. Yeah, um, I think if that just said, "We are all winners in the Wizzies," <laughs> uh, and then you just and then you say Wizzies, <laughs> and that's and that's that's all that the Wizzies is is just an excuse to make you do a stupider version of yeah. an already stupid song. Yeah, mm. that's true. That's true. I could also imagine doing a new version of that song in which Alex Ashby, narrator of mm. uh, of mm. uh, something true, provides the wizard narration. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that would be I feel like he'd be good at that. If he could just deepen his voice, a it bit. would be a very different feeling. It would be a very different feeling, but it might might be an interesting feeling. It might be it's, uh, surprise and delight you. I would describe mm. the Wizzies as a different and interesting feeling. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Siri. Nichols Cherry, I, I'm not. I don't know how. To, mm. I'm sorry that I'm doing your name badly. Uh, writes, how do you think Nintendo's fortunes would have differed over the last eight years if they'd released the horse bag in 2009 to massive commercial success? Uh, I would say the horse bag would definitely mm. place high in the annual Wizzies peripherals category. Oh, man. <laughs> Definite uh, yeah. give well, a Wizzy to a horse bag for yeah. sure. I find the specifics of this question, uh, <laughs> they kind of make it all self-evident. Because yeah. as much as we've always felt that we love the horse bag and that the rest of the world should love the horse bag, this question presupposes yeah. that the horse bag was released to massive commercial <laughs> success. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's safe so, to yeah. say that... Yeah. Well, but, but the question is what? How? What would Nintendo's fortune They would be, be? massively successful. Well, be with just, farmers. They, I mean, <laughs> right. No. I mean, the horse no, bag with, is a massive commercial success. The world is going gaga for this bag. Yeah, okay. Yeah. There's just, everyone's... God, should we recap Horse Bag for people who haven't been listening to this podcast for fucking nine years or however long it's been? Nintendo uh, has a patent, I think somewhere in Europe, for a Wii peripheral. This was at the height of, like, Nintendo Wii mania. Yeah. Um, the peripheral was an inflatable sort of, like, balloon 
that sits on your floor yeah, that has that has like, like a, a horse saddle on it. Yeah, almost like a beanbag chair. Yeah, but it's like an inflatable one. It's yeah. like it's like a inflatable toy mm-hmm. that you plug a Wii remote into. Yeah, uh, and, and then it you has can a pretend horse head it has a horse sticking head, out the front of, of it. Yeah, it just sort of has like a blob, right? Or is it a full horse? I thought head? it was a modeled horse head stuck onto the blob bag, the horse bag. Oh, whatever. Yeah, it's it, yeah, that's probably what it is. Yeah. Uh, and then on the TV screen, no, there is not a horse head because oh. on the TV screen, the patent illustration. Uh, oh, Right, it's right, a first right, right, person right. perspective where you see where the horse head on the horse TV. Head. Yeah. So like you could right. play with your Guitar Hero guitar or you could uh you know play with your uh, Tony Hawk skateboard or in Nintendo's mind that had to have been paired with a Zelda with game, Zelda, right? There was sure. surely yeah, like Zelda. just inflate your opponent. <laughs> inflate, inflate your opponent. Your opponent <laughs> horse bag. Whizzies. So had that been really successful... Everything about this is just gross. You know yeah. what? Had the horse bag been successful and had a huge commercial success, it would suck horribly because I bet Breath of the Wild wouldn't exist. Oh. There would just be some or, shitty horse or game. Or you would have to buy... There might just be would, a for, horse for, game. Instead of finding horses in Breath of the Wild, you would have to buy different horse bags. And that would be sort of like a horse oh, bag like, amiibos. Uh, yeah, like amiibos, right. Yeah, exactly. you have to yeah, buy you plug in separate different horse bag. bag. Well, yeah, this is the opponent horse bag. This is the whatever yeah. horse bag. Yeah, name your own horse bag. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Ugh, pair your horse bag. Pa- yeah, horse bag pairing. NFC horse bag is the name. <laughs> um, let's see here. Jussie. Breath of the Wild will be 10x better with a horse bag, says chat. Incorrect. Right. Yeah, I don't know about that. He uh, or, or she or whoever this person is from an alternate dimension where the horse bag was, was a success a and they were pissed yeah. that Nintendo yeah. abandoned the horse bag when yeah. the Switch came out. Yeah. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> Imagine taking your horse bag with you because the Switch, the, you know, the big selling point, one of them anyway, is that it's a portable system. Right. Um, you have your like your horse, your full horse bag, but then you've got your travel horse bag, uh, and it's more of a it's like a it's like a pool. It's like a a uh, what are those big long things the noodles. you take? The, the pool, pool is like a pool noodle. Okay, it's like a half size like pool, pool noodle horse bag, like yeah. compact horse mm. bag. Okay, yeah. yeah, horse bag to go. Horse bag to go. Exactly. Yeah. Um, That's like right. you open up your clamshell uh, Nintendo DS, but inside <clears> that it just just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a little horse yeah. bag. Just a little, a little horse bag. bag they call it a doggy bag. Oh, nice. No, nice. No, that was good. That's I like for when that. you ride a dog around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's just the the, the portable version. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right, Juicy writes, uh, Jesse, I'm sorry again for know what I'm doing to everyone's names, writes, this is mainly for Chris. What is your composing workflow like? How do you go from a song idea to a finished track? How do you come up with ideas? Do you usually start with a specific instrument? I've been getting more into music making in the past few months, and I'm really interested in the different ways people approach composing and music production. I'm especially fascinated by streams where people make songs live since they really show the details of how different people work. But that's never going to happen on Idle Thumbs, right? I've always enjoyed the songs Chris has made and how diverse they are in style. Um, thank you. Uh, I would. I think it would be fun to do a stream in which I made some music live. Um, <clears throat> but I don't know what... I don't know. Uh, I already struggle with having enough time to do uh, anything. Anything. Um, so I, d- I would really like to do that. I really, really would. I need to find out a way that I can do it that would one, uh, be makes make sense in my schedule, and two, allow me to not be crippled by like inferiority complex and like insecurity. Like I. D- It feels like doing that live in real time would require a level of confidence and expertise that feels like 
out of reach. Uh, but maybe the fact that I feel that way would be a good way to develop those. Yeah, like, you'd have to like, get yourself in the same mind space as when you're building a, a planet coaster ride or something where it's like, yeah, oh, it's going to yeah. be about this. Well, da, 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 da. I mean, it's so different because in planet coaster, it's like the possibility space is fucking enormous, definitely. But it's also like, well, I mean, come on, Chris, there's only so many notes. <laughs> I just mean that like when you make a song, it can be literally anything at all. But when you make a theme park in Planet Coaster, you're still it's making a, theme park. a Planet Coaster theme park. I like know, you're, I, you know, um, I wasn't being serious yeah. with any of the things that I just said. But I mean, there are certain kinds of music that actually. I mean, just since you mentioned it, there are probably certain kinds of music, like ambient styles, that would you could probably make a stream, and people have maybe or probably done this that are probably more akin to a Planet Coaster stream where the point of it is kind of like chilling out and layer, like slowly layering stuff over yeah. time as opposed to like composing something with any sort of structure yeah. or, you know, like co- sure intricate, like... Or you could ask, uh, you could either ask chat or d- beforehand just decide I'm going to write... That was, that'd be uh, the know, version uh, of it I would probably do because that, if you say like, I'm going to write a song about such and like chat, toss some example, like lyrics yeah. or whatever, because then at least you're sort of improvising on a which is on a theme or a concept, which is yeah. kind of what planet, a Planet Coaster stream is like. Yeah, there are walls opposed, that are coming up from, yeah, from chat exactly, that help you actually yeah, 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 yeah. find the box to fill. Yeah, and that's kind of what podcasting is to some degree as well. Um, but in terms of how I start, I don't know. It really depends. I, I usually, I, My favorite way to start is on an actual real, like, full piano, but I don't have access to that most of the time. So often when I find myself in front of a piano at a in a private setting, not, <clears throat> not like, just at... A friend's house or something, which I, I, not what I mean. But if if I like visit my dad's house, for instance, like he has a piano there, and I will often use that as an excuse to just like sit down and record a bunch of stuff into just the voice notes on my phone, um, because for whatever reason, I find that there is something, at least for me, that is psychologically like ma- materially different about sitting down at a real piano with a full keyboard, a full real mechanical piano. Um, that even at my like, even my sort of smaller electromechanical piano at home doesn't quite achieve. There's just something about it that I find like really um, inspiring. That sounds cheesy, but I mean it in a literal sense, not in a like, like oh I'm an inspired person. I just mean it literally like is easier to come up with ideas. Um, other than that, I'll start at a guitar or just a regular keyboard. That's I don't know. This is one. This is one of those impossible to answer questions. Mm-hmm. But if I if I had the life that I wanted, I would have a real piano in my own home, and that would help. Home. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Anyway, uh, Michael Sawin says, we've gotten streams from both Chris and Nick at this point. When will we see Jake streaming his newest favorite game? If Jake had to stream something, what would it be? P.S. Chris, I loved your RimWorld stream. Please do another series. Uh, I've been meaning for like six months now to do a stream of Monkey Island 1 and 2 with oh, Ma- cool. with Marius Winter. We, oh, um, that's great. That'd be great. We keep talking about doing it, but uh, I keep pushing it off, and then he pushed it off a couple times, but it's mostly me. Also, my upstream at my house is a nightmare. Like, mm. I, I've i tried to play mo- – like, I've, I keep trying to play PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds at home, and I just get – like lagged out all the time. Mm, my yeah. my apartment has the worst wiring of all time, which is not a great excuse. Like I could just come into this stupid room and do it. But um, also, or you could do a YouTube let's play. I could. That's not fun. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. But yeah, one day, one day, Myas and I will do that. That's cool video. One yeah. day, 
Nice. He'll, he might hear this and then I'll get a Twitter DM saying, hey, when are we doing that video? Yeah. But I would love to play through those games on a stream. Yeah, that will be a good stream. Especially with that guy. We're bi- both big, yeah, you're huge both dorks right about that game. Do that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'd like to do more streams. I mean, as I said in the answer to the last question, I guess, I just need to find stuff that is that I can find the time for. You planning on doing any stream? You were going to stream something recently, Nick, and I guess you didn't. Yeah, I didn't. What were you going to stream? I forget. Oh, it was that manufacturing game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. You think we stream stuff, Chris? We stream this Ruination cast only. It's true. Seems to be true currently. Uh, Reggie Clark says, if you were a tiki cocktail, would you want to know? Hey, Chris, my <laughs> wife loves the beach and tropical cocktails. <laughs> she is a fan of spiced rum. Any advice for a cocktail I can make for her? Um, since this question was, I, I would like your guys' answers as well, but I'll start since it was posed to me. Uh, I have actually never consumed spiced rum I've just never had it. I've never bought it or I had it. I have, but never in a cocktail. Or probably if I have, I, I haven't known it. It's not yeah. actually that commonly used in like tiki cocktails. I don't think it's really not. And I, I can, it's I confirmed that by searching the uh, Beach Bum Berries Total Tiki app, which is my go-to for just like quickly finding tiki recipes if I'm not doing like a deep dive into something. Um, which it has over 250 recipes, so it's fairly comprehensive. And spiced rum. I think the reason spiced rum is rarely used in cocktails is because you could achieve the same effect with more precision and control by simply using non-spiced rum and then spicing it. And then putting the in spices the into the cocktail. Yeah. That like are the problem with drink, the, yeah. with like spiced rum as a thing is that it can mean anything from like a bit of vanilla up to like a complex right. mix of spices. And if you're making a cocktail, you I mean, if you just have a spiced rum that you like to drink straight, that's one thing because you can say, oh, I like this because it has these flavors in it. Right. But if you're making a cocktail, you're mixing it with a bunch of other things. And if you don't have control over the ingredients in it, then you're not going to be able to make a predictable, uh, like a consistent cocktail. And that's, that is a problem. Um, so, but I did because I wanted to be able to provide a direct answer to this question in addition to that sort of more philosophical answer. Uh, there is one recipe in this app for um, spiced rum, and it was created for a uh, a seminar in Bratislava, hosted by or sponsored by Captain Morgan Spiced Rum. Okay, and it was created by a, uh, a claimed bartender called named Stanislav Vaderna, and it is Captain Vaderna's grog. And it includes spiced rum, white grapefruit juice, fresh lime juice, demerara sugar syrup, and Angostura bitters. Sounds like a pretty good combo of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, generally speaking, you're, you're not going to use spiced rum in cocktails. I would say try making some cocktails with falernum. Like look up some cocktails that use falernum because falernum is basically a like spiced syrup that might get you to... Like that, to, that that might capture some of the things your wife likes about spiced rum. Also, look up um, recipes that involve like vanilla extract, because I think vanilla is um, the primary like first ingredient that spiced rum uses f- in terms of spice. Like I think a lot of spiced rum is just vanilla added. So anyway, I don't know if either of you guys have any thoughts about. This. I think that you've answered that more comprehensively than anyone expected. <laughs> Nick, I would. St- I, I, I don't like spiced rum, so I don't drink it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, I've never had it, so I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, 
I would say that in general, like if you want to start making tiki drinks, make a Mai Tai. Like start by making a Mai Tai. It is a classic drink and people like them because it's good. <clears throat> ben von Handorf says, oh, weird lead in from that previous question. Beyond Chris's known old man tendencies and tiki drinks, what are your strange hobbies? I've recently discovered fountain pens and find them pretty fascinating. Is this the person who sent us that fountain pen? I don't know. Someone, hello, if you, you sent us fountain pens, let what, us know. What do you do in your free time that hardly anyone else is into? So yeah, someone did send us three fountain pens and some ink. Yeah. So if you're that person, thank you. I couldn't figure out who it was, <laughs> but that was like incredibly an incredibly kind gesture, <clears throat> uh, and definitely not cheap. Uh, yeah. yeah, thank you. I build and maintain an amateur audio video recording studio. <laughs> that's totally <laughs> that's, true. That is true. That <laughs> is a thing that you. The do. real answer is this stuff, probably. Yeah, I mean this For, is I mean, this like, is a big example of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I have anything that other people don't do. Oh, I definitely do. It's all the like miles and points travel. Stuff oh, that I do. Okay. That is yeah, that is a example. fucking yeah. no. But I don't encounter anybody ever in actual real life who does. That's actually not true. Adam Nace, uh, Sean's yep. like childhood um, friend, Sean's best friend, as into that stuff as I learned within the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, it is rare that I find people who are into it to the, at least to the degree that I am. Doug Tobacco does a bit of it. Okay, not as much. Um, I had an encounter, I, I had a funny experience when I was right about to move out of our old place, Nick. Do you remember that guy, Daniel, mm-hmm. wh- who who was our roommate for, for a while? When when I was moving out of that apartment, I want to say like two days or something before I left, we were in the kitchen and he was having breakfast and he was like, hey, do you post on Flyer Talk? <laughs> Which is just like the forum for all this shit. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, I saw your trip report on Flyer Talk <laughs> and it had your name. And I'm like, oh, that's my roommate. So it turns out from like months and months, <laughs> that guy had shared this incredibly weird specific hobby. Good. And we just had, we just didn't know that because yeah. it's not a thing that doesn't really come up ever in conversation. Right. But yeah, I am deep into like frequent flyer miles and points and using them for travel. For, uh, yeah, free and upgraded travel. For personal gain. Yeah. I mean, Nick, I would say you, you're like regional food stuff. I, I feel like that kind <laughs> of, that is a thing that, I don't know many people who get into to, to, the, to the degree that you do. That's maybe true. Yeah. I do get obsessive about it. Yeah. So, sure. Yeah. You do love it. I do. Um, I feel like a lot of Jake's things would be obvious to people who listen to our podcasts because a lot of them intersect with. Yeah. I feel like Jake has a lot of areas all of interest. All the things that I like are the same shit that I do all the time. So, I'm miserable. <laughs> what? Oh, <laughs> lame. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Brian Br- <laughs> Brian Brannon writes, are there any upcoming games, movies, TV shows, or books which you are anticipating being released? If not, what was the last thing you were anticipating coming out? Um, good question. That um, Orient Express. Oh, the Orient Express movie. Yeah. I'm so excited for that. The yeah, Kenneth Branagh one. That'll be good. Yeah. I bet it's going to be bad. It's probably going to be bad. Really? You think so? Yeah. It might be fun. Oh, man. I'm, I'm expecting to enjoy it. I, I'm sure I'll enjoy it as well, but I, I think it's going to be suspicious. Yeah. Um, the last... Man. I felt bad about it, but I was really excited for Star Wars Episode Seven. Like, mm. I was legitimately, yeah. legitimately yeah. excited for that to come out. I mean, it was fine. It was good. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. 
it doesn't happen that often, but it, like I was also really, 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 really looking forward to Mad Max Fury Road because all anyone oh, said yeah, about yeah, it was yeah, that yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. I was ridiculous. Too. I was and too. then I, I really all liked and that it was as really well. Good, yeah. Um, yeah it yeah. doesn't happen that often anymore for yeah. me, though. I mean, like as a teen, basically, I always had like five darky oh, yeah, things that probably. I was mm-hmm. eagerly anticipating yeah. every day. Yeah, Jurassic uh, World Two. So so stoked for Jurassic World <laughs> for JW Two. <laughs> Um, I, this is, this is a a goofy one, but I am, because it's been so long that I've been waiting for it, I'm, I'm really anticipating George R.R. Martin's next Game of Thrones book. (laughs) No, it is a book though. It is the, it is the third. Oh, oh, right. Fuck yeah though. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Fuck yeah. yeah. But no, the third, the the third, and I believe, unless she changes it, the final book in Hilary Mantel's, Mm. um, Thomas Cromwell trilogy that started with Wolf Hall and then um, the second book was Bring Up the Bodies. And the third of those, whose names I don't, I actually don't remember the name of it, but that has been like- Wolf Hall 3. That, is, <laughs> that has been like, I, ex- seemingly on the verge of, of being completed for like years now. The second one, it seems like she wrote it relatively quickly and it was great. It was fantastic. Um, hmm. I, Wolf Hall, the first one, of they're both great and a lot of people prefer the second book. But Wolf Hall, the first one, is absolutely one of my favorite- novels in the last like decade i think it's amazing i think it's absolutely incredible um and i'm really really excited about the third one and it's just been coming out it's been in the works for ages so i'm very much looking forward to that being done and she's written a bunch of like essays and stuff in the meantime that are also very good uh chat probably incorrectly says that its title is return of the wolf (laughs) (laughs) that is uh, that's what i want yeah if only nice uh but yeah nick Yes, Kirby Enthusiasm. I am mm-hmm. so excited. That also has just been years and years yeah. since we've gotten one, which well, that was, was partly because to Larry David just seemed to say, "I'm done with it for now." Right? Well, he'd already he's he'd always been. I mean, the first few seasons, I guess, were year by year. But then as it went on, he sort there of were, there were a couple every of now and then. There'd yeah, be, it was okay. like he'd do one whenever. But I think this has been the longest gap, maybe. Oh, for sure. I think. Yeah, so, yeah. it's been a really long time. Could be right I there. think. Yeah, I could. I it could, has been a minute. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm really really looking forward to that. Yep. Stephen Norrie asks, if you had to create a stereotypical startup that does menial tasks for rich, lazy millennials, what would you go for? Uh, so this was, an- we answered this question in the episode of Important If True that released on August 24th. So... People, people on Twitch are like, this, what yeah, the fuck is happening? If you're watching the stream live, that is in the future. And if you're yeah. listening to this on the podcast it is either in the future or in the past it dep- I don't have no idea I don't know when this comes out so uh, hmm it's a mystery <laughs> enjoy uh, enjoy that question on important if true I think 26 I want to say um, Robert Yost asks if you were to open an, an arcade what are some of your must have arcade and pinball machines Jesus um, clacks? I, that's Rampart? what I was going to say. Clacks. Fucking clacks. It is the 90s and there's time for Bro, it. I mean, the, the Idle Thumbs canonical good arcade games we talked about all the time are probably Rampart and Clacks. Yeah. Rampart is definitely one that I would never played growing up and was shocked to find how incredibly fun it is yep. when we played it's it together at a, I don't know, California Extreme or something like that. Mm. Um, I didn't really grow up playing a lot of arcade games, though. That's been mentioned on this podcast before. Um, have either of you guys played the arcade game The Out Foxies? I think it's I, it's a ridiculous. I have seen people mention it, but I don't. It's a. I've it's, never played it's a, it. It's some mid '90s game. Um, 
and it's it's like the basic mechanics of Smash Brothers, kind of, where it's like mm. a multiplayer brawler, like lots yeah. of jumping and trying to damage each other until they die or fly off the level. Except that it's all themed, um, it's all themed around sort of like '80s, early '90s action cinema, like you know, mm. not Die Hard, but like the sequels that come out of that, where it's just a bunch of characters blowing each other up, but then the floor collapses, and then suddenly everyone's inside of a giant ballroom, and then a helicopter comes flying through that floor, and then you're fighting inside of a basement, <laughs> right, sure. and then it floods. It's a ridiculous. That's cool. Who, do you know who made it? You might have it's, said it. It's a Namco game, I think. It's one that I only know from MAME. I've never played right, it right, at, right, in right. Our, on a real arcade cabinet, yeah. but I would love to. Yeah. I would love to play like a four-up joysticks version of that. Uh, if I had an arcade, I would have that game in it. My love of Smash Brothers and my love of just cheese garbage <laughs> would combine in a great way. There was an old arcade game called Major something. Uh, Major Havoc. Mm. Okay, it was a 1983 Atari game. And it's really, really interesting. It is um, it is a game where you play this titular character, obviously, who has to sort of escape from a space station, I think, that's going to explode. But the thing that is amazing about it is that it's it's cha- it totally changes from stage to stage. Like, it just turns into a different game each mm. time. And it's all vertex art. Mm. So it is that really cool, like, total kind of... Uh, sort of futurist uh, futurism of the 80s style of just this really um, simple and striking line art and my memory of it if I'm if I'm remembering correctly is that as it morphs from stage to stage and the different and the premise changes from level to level the uh, the screen like redraws itself the vertex screen redraws itself by like using the lines from the previous stage and they sort of morph they're like into flash tween the next stage yeah <laughs> but but not like flash because they're all right. perfect pixel width lines so yeah. you don't get that gross like squishing that you do with flash well they're not pixel width lines if it's 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 actually like the the beam that's drawn yeah no that's right. true but yeah. i mean yeah if you were re- if you were rendering it on a yeah. lcd screen it would be they would be pixel width lines um but it is it is just really cool, and that was another game that I discovered at whatever classic arcade expo it was, where we oh California around. Extreme probably I think it, I think it was California Extreme, and um, I just remember being struck by how ahead of its time it felt in the way that games of that time somehow were able to because genres hadn't been solidified to the point right. that there was a formula to break out of, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, the There's ones more that... Is, what can I do with this thing? Yeah, and yeah. the ones that, in categories that didn't end up becoming genres, end up feeling, like, weird, out-of-time kind of, yeah, outliers. Yeah, yeah, it's... it's. I mean, it, like, also, like a lot of those games, it's very finicky and, and difficult and, like, right. kind of annoying, but the things that are unique about it are so cool and unusual that I, I would love to have that a bit commonly available. And my memory is also that the, uh, I believe it had one of those unusual input methods. Like I think it was a wheel maybe okay. that you spin le- clockwise and counterclockwise. And that is, the- when I think of, you know, a game called major havoc, the thing that I think about is just sort of like a dial that you yeah. turn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I could be wrong about that, but I, but I believe that's safe to works. assume that it's just like a knob. I think it was a knob and, but you can, because yeah, a knob basically means it, e- it means either left, right, but it can also mean rotational. And I believe there was one of the stages that was sort of asteroids-like. So mm-hmm. it was actually a fairly good um, 
input method, and it's also the kind of thing that would be cooler in an arcade than on an, on your computer on an emulator where you're just using your keyboard or a controller or whatever. Right. Uh, anyway, I like that. Nick, do you have any examples? I mean, the arcade games that I enjoyed as a kid, I don't think I would enjoy now. Oh, sure. My real secret answer that is garbage, Yeah. Uh, that is not real, but maybe, in fact, the real answer uh-huh. <laughs> is uh, just like a thousand shitty claw games. <laughs> Oh yeah! I fucking oh, love wow. cl- my, like the, my Were personality. You, like, try and get a prize? My personality combines with yeah, a claw game totally to create tracks. just a, a, an obsession. Yeah, of, that's like no I need surprise. to beat this stupid yeah. thing. It's not outright cheating, but it's definitely screwing me over somehow. And yeah. I'm gonna fucking destroy this thing yeah. until I get this stupid toy that I don't want. <laughs> right. Like I was at the Japanese mall in San Francisco a week and a half ago and played one of those things. Uh-huh. Remembered. When I went to Japan, I wasted I don't know how many dollars oh, because I was just paying in yen, but I just I wasted so much money winning yeah. this stupid thing in a Japanese arcade. It was like the only game I played in Japan was just this one claw game to win this <laughs> one thing, and I was just like f- bound and determined, and I fucking did it. Was Janelle I was with so you? happy. No, no, this oh, was, no, this that was a long the, time ago. Okay, what about recently in the mall? Oh, yeah, was she was with there. You? Okay. Yeah, yeah, so she watched like me destroy adi- $10. That's like a multiplier, yeah, right? Because you have someone, a, another human being, witness to your oh. failure if you don't succeed. Oh, yeah, it was like- Did you fact. succeed? No. Oh, no. no. Did no. you succeed in Japan? Yes. Oh, nice. Yes. Like, I, I got, like, a big stuffed animal that took up nice. like, too much room in my luggage. I yeah, was very yeah, happy. Yeah. Did you guys ever go to the Metreon <laughs> when it was owned by Sony? Yes. Did they, you had go, they had that crazy arcade in there, yeah. yeah. Did you go, yeah, when they were, like, almost out of business and they had, like, one entire huge store that was just claw games? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. It I was, like, basically the same I, claw yeah. game. Like, <laughs> well, in Japan, Dozens and dozens of them. Yeah, in Japan, wow. that's what, like, a lot of arcades are. It's just yeah. claw I games. Just really? seen, I just, just never seen one of those. claw games wow. everywhere. Oh, wow. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, huh. that, that was just, it. like, a winding, twisting hallway yeah. of, What a of, strange like, yeah. thing. Yeah. It is very, it, it's very odd. Yeah. But I love it. That's a target now. It is. It's a city target. Um, okay. Uh... Oh, and as for pinball, I don't know. I never really got into pinball enough to have any Same. opinions about pinball or know anything about pinball. Yeah. Yeah. I do like the weird sort of 80s and 90s era movie licensed pinballs with like off model oh, art of the characters and yes. stuff. That stuff is very yeah, good. I would just probably want like the Star Trek The pinball. Next Generation one because it would be funny to me to just constantly hear little blips engage. of Patrick Stewart's yeah. engage yeah. in the background. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. That's fine. Make it so. Mm-hmm. Uh, make, 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 make it, make it, make it so. Punch the keys. <laughs> Alex Schroeder writes: With the Defenders out this weekend, what do you think about the Marvel Cinematic Universe as it stands? In particular, do you think there's too much now with three movies and multiple seasons of TV a year, or does the quality match the quantity? Man, I Janelle was like, "Let's watch the first episode of the Defenders. I know it's going to be terrible. But let's watch it." And I was like, "Fine." It was so god awful. I mean, like, it feels like it's just trending down at this point, like, like severely. Yeah, to me anyway. I don't think any of the TV shows have been good. The Je- I, I watched Jessica Jones and I liked it fine, but I I watched yeah, jeez, I watched some of Agents of Shield. I watched some, I watched some Daredevil. I watched Jessica Jones, Luke Cage. I watched no. What is it, the other one? Iron Fist and no, yeah, or whatever yeah, it is. She's yeah. a no defenders, but that's because all the TV shows just don't seem good to me. The movies, the the movies and the TV shows, they get lumped together, but I don't think they're actually made by any of the same people, especially at so. this point. Um, 
if you really want to get into it, I mean, like Disney, Marvel Studios that makes the movies is now basically an independent <laughs> yeah. division inside of Disney, whereas the TV shows are still sort of a subsidiary. I think of the comics, uh, like oh, weird parent company, like yeah. Marvel Entertainment and Marvel Studios are not one hundred percent disconnected, but they're also not the same yep. managers. Whatever, I I think they have completely different issues, and this could be my own crappy half hour long rant because I watched uh, too much <laughs> I, Marvel stuff. I think the movies. Yeah. The TV shows are actually just bad TV shows, yeah. In my opinion, as the, whatever. No, I. But yeah. the, the, I haven't seen any of them other than the movies have a, a totally different problem to me, which is I I think um, their Disney or Marvel or whoever has found that it is basically easier to never move anything forward or yep. undergo any change. So yep. they the movies always kind of are almost this like cyclical loop where a character acts like something important has happened, but it's undermined just enough that they can continue to be themselves, which I guess is the complaint that people would have about superhero comics in general. Basically to me just because, I mean like, I mean, they kind of always were, but like they really are, do just feel like filmic representations of comic books at this point, which to me is not a great trend, but whatever. Yeah. I was fine. I was really into the Marvel movies when they first came out because it just, I hadn't seen anything like that of just this huge, large form serialized thing. Multiple times a year, you get fucking enjoyed the first Avengers just as a popcorn movie. And like, it was fine. And then now it's just, I still go watch all of that stuff, but it, it feels to me like, the equivalent of like binge watching a really expensive TV show to me, where it's like, ah, it's fine. Yeah. But like, even less happens in the Marvel Cinematic Universe it's than happens so... in like over like two seasons of a TV show. It's really yeah. strange. It's become complete cotton candy, where it's just immediately yeah. out of your mind and just totally pointless and just dissolves away yeah, into nothing. Yeah, um, that's not. I haven't. I've seen very few of these movies, and I have to say that as someone who isn't like bought in to the saga, mm-hmm. the one like when I make when I like actually go and bother seeing one it's probably once a year mo at most at this point mm-hmm. and they tend to be the ones that i suspect will not be part of the big thing because mm-hmm. i don't fucking know like the i i haven't seen any of these sort of avengers like string of them yeah you know like the, the avengers or the sort of ones that feel like they're part like of that iron like man iron man and captain, captain america, america. america. Yeah. yeah well i saw the first two iron men went before <laughs> the like emergence of yeah this, before like, the marvel cinematic yeah, universe stuff Favreau so i've seen like yeah. the first two iron mans there's, there's only good ways to say that i just realized yeah. iron yeah. man iron man's both hilarious um, I've seen those those two. I've seen both Guardians of the Galaxies, which I both liked, and I liked it in the second one. There was even less of the like big shit yeah. that they tried to tie in. At least it seemed to me. There I might was. have been missing things. There was, there missing was less things, big but, shit. Yeah, it seemed like there was. I watched, on a plane, I watched Doctor Strange, and I found things to like in it. Yeah. But... Also, it was like I mean, most of it's left me except for the like that's all the, the crazy inceptions. I always they did. find things to like within them, but then it immediately forget them yeah. and find that they are, even though they I mean, are like technically all t- tied together in something, some way. I don't really care about that. So even that is just like you know, I, my one opinion that like actually I think has any validity about these because I, I don't really just know what to say about them in general because I, I just don't care that much but the thing I do really care about even though it's none of my business and I'm not like enough of a Marvel fan to be allowed to have this opinion but I really think it's true is when they started making these movies they had that fucking incredible Marvel <laughs> production I like yeah. studio yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that's, logo that was made for that, the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man 
Oh, was it? Yeah, yes. the, 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 the page yeah, the, fl- the comic paper. book pages yeah, yeah, yeah. flipping. That was, that was so fucking good. Where to yeah. fucking god? And now yeah. the ones I wanted to barf when I saw that. I don't know how long <laughs> they've been doing this, but I only. It's, but it's I, been like the last. Well, the logo's year. been playing as long as they've been doing it. <laughs> no, 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 no. The logo's no. new now. No, I know, I know. I'm saying that thing is like fucking two minutes long. The thing you're describing. Okay, but it's not the length of it. I know, I know. Also part of it, but it's just the old one was great because it was like eight seconds or whatever, and it was just perfect and really like. Really nice motion graphics, and it felt you could feel the heritage of you this could feel the history yeah. in the comic book art, right? It just felt like important, even if like but me, you don't even have a lot now. Of it looks like you're now in the hotel like, lobby of the Marvel Hotel, yeah. and it's like invest in our real estate, oh, right? Now. Like, all these, the, like, like stock footage of Captain shitty, America sliding oh in and stuff. Oh, yeah. it's, it's bad, it's times. like aesthetically disgusting, and it feels like just based on what you two are saying about the trajectory of this stuff, it totally feels like a microcosm of the larger direction. Like, I the, mean, a lot of it has gotten very self-serious, so I feel like that's a reflection of it. Yeah. 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 I hadn't watched any of them in a couple years, and then in the last few months, I saw both uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I probably hadn't watched one since Guardians of the Galaxy 1, whenever that came out. And then in the last couple months, I saw both Doctor Strange and Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and I wanted to barf when I saw that shit. I think it looks like... <laughs> I seriously think it looks like trash, and I don't understand how... Like, it sucks to see that the like identity of the, of, of the, these current exact. It you, sucks that the like aesthetic decision yeah. about that is just clearly trumped by someone's directive about having to show so, off the current. Well, yeah, like, that, oh, you're it, exactly correct. The reason that that is there is because that is the Marvel Studios side. Yeah, if yeah. it's like if you see like an X-Men movie, which is owned by Marvel, Fox, the brand, whatever. but Fox oh, has right. the film they rights, make, yeah. a logo at least kind of derived from the old one plays in I front see. of that because that's just right. Marvel. And then the one that's yeah. like, this is the place to go to really get Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. They like blast oh, that in yeah. front of it to try God, and differentiate it. Looks like it. shit. I, yeah, I, it's a mistake. I it. As long as we're hating, I do want to say one thing. <laughs> I do want to say one thing, which is like, so I went and saw Spider-Man the new Spider-Man which like I felt was fairly people like that yeah it was a fine sort of popcorn movie and that whatever. was one of the Sony ones or but that was a it's, that was a weird combo it's a okay. combo yeah I mean it was it was disposable in the same way that all this stuff is disposable but it was fine I thought it was but the thing that I don't like about that movie <laughs> and that I don't like about these it's, it's kind of what you were saying Chris but like the character of Spider-Man does not change in that film at all. Like, it, he basically is just like, I, it's cool to be Spider-Man. And that's it for the entire experience. Yeah, it's really strange. There are characters in the movie that I'm way more interested in than I am in Spider-Man. And if the, the movie was about them, I'd be like, oh, that's cool. But it's fucking not. And, like, every one of these movies now is, I think... Like falling, I feel like to I feel that, like a grumpy, just, curmudgeonly yeah. person about this. When I, but like my my sort of most crass attitude about it, as someone who really does enjoy a ton of these movies and goes and watch them, is they will never like make Captain America make a mistake or yeah. do something bad or whatever, even if it gets corrected, corrected, quote unquote, in the next movie a year later, because that's a year where they would probably see a tangible drop off in Captain America merchandise. Oh, yeah. Like, people just wouldn't buy the t-shirt if he's a shithead. Yeah. But, like, it's, it was really weird to watch a Spider-Man movie that was not about with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. It was very it's strange. It's very anyway, odd. It- I was talking to Ollie about it, and he... Uh, uh, predicted what is like a thing that will never happen but was my favorite like inside of the Marvel Cinematic Universe way to get Robert Downey Jr. out of it because he seems Mm. to want to leave and fix Spider-Man which is to have Oh, to have Iron Man on his way out, sure. say that line and then die, and yeah. that cracked me up. I was like, oh, that's what the internet would eat up, but they'll yep. never do that. No, no. Anyway, yeah, you know anyway. what? 
We should do a, a passive-aggressive Marvel Cinematic Universe hate watch uh, oh, podcast. Gosh, apparently, sure. we should not. Uh, but think about think of the millions we'd make off YouTube if we did that, Chris. <laughs> if we all watch all the movies and then just say, "Here's what's wrong with them," over and over again for Marvel hours. Cinema you know Sins. You know what is a bummer? Totally. <laughs> oh my god! You know what's un- yeah, Christ. <laughs> no, seriously, that, like totally Christ. unrelated to Marvel specifically. That is such a bummer about but that just the way YouTube works a, now. Is a, just like, like it's so now. clear yeah. how you yeah. would ab- you can easily. Abuse that and just rack it up. Frame it's by frame, gross. what's wrong with this movie? Yeah, yeah, we should just do a series called When You Think About It, and then it's just us uh, <laughs> listing everything that's that's bad, but actually a meaningless criticism. The that, thing yeah. is, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, Matt asks, what are the best and worst, now that we've spent 20 minutes talking about Marvel movies. Matt what's says, your favorite Marvel movie? <laughs> what, are the, what are the best and worst? There's something nice about it. <laughs> what are the best and worst game trades you've ever made? I can remember my brother trades. trading our copy oh. of Secret of Mana for his friend's Chrono Trigger, being upset initially, but then very okay with it. I can also remember trading my copy of Halo 2 in mm. for credit to buy Final Fantasy VII Dirge of Cerberus, which I'll <laughs> never which I'll never not regret. Uh, That's funny. Okay, I will tell you my, two, my best and worst. Okay. Nice. Uh, my best trade was when I was working at Telltale Games, and uh, Jason Bergman, who used to write for Shack News, who you guys both worked with, uh, was working at 2K Games, and we traded Steam developer keys. Uh, so I now, still to this day, get every Take-Two game unlocked on Steam <laughs> automatically, and he presumably still gets every Telltale game unlocked. Right. I feel like I came out ahead in that because, like, <laughs> two, I mean, even just, like, whatever you think about either studio's games... The take quantity t- take two it, releases yeah. a shitload of games and they all cost sixty bucks. Telltale right. releases stuff that costs like yeah twenty bucks and they put a couple things out a year. <laughs> right. I came out ahead. Worst <laughs> trade. I was only allowed one video game magazine subscription and at one point in my life I decided that it was a good idea to replace my Nintendo Power subscription with a Game Pro subscription. <laughs> what in the world was I? You thinking? were growing up, uh, Major I, Nelson. I was, yeah, I was, I was like, oh, maybe I'm outgrowing Nintendo. And then I was like, oh jeez, <laughs> oh jeez, oh jeez. What a mistake. So there you go. That's my best and worst. Yeah. Cool. I don't know that I have, like, I can really remember it. I, I never I, really uh, was enough of a console I, person jockey. to do much of this to begin with, but I, there was one case where I, I think it wasn't a trade, but I, I think I bought a full price copy of, I, I, I don't remember what because I, I, oh, I do remember what it was. It was Ninja Gaiden. On the original Xbox. Yep. When that came out. God, that was such a big deal, that game in a certain crowd. Yeah, it was. And I took it home and I started playing it and I'm like, wow, I'm terrible at this. And then, legitimately, I swear to God, like, it was non. Like, there was a point in the game where it was actually non functional. I don't remember. Scratch CD. I don't, yeah, I don't remember if it was a bug in the game, if it was a scratch disk. But there was something that legitimately prevented progress in a like hard sense not in a yeah. like oh it's a gameplay bug it's like no this is fucked like i in fact cannot play any more of this and i took it back to the store and i remember i bought i don't i bought one new and one used game and i don't remember which was which but i i believe i bought like the new katamari damasi and a uh, a copy of uh, beyond good and evil Mm. Uh, and that was like the Fuck, best that's a possible. <laughs> that that was like the most amazing possible nice. yeah. swap. For, I mean, I know people loved Ninja Gaiden on the Xbox, but mm-hmm. I mean, but those we, lo- other... we love Katamari and Beyond Good and Evil. Is yeah. a two is a fucking combo. Yeah, of, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, timeless yeah. stuff. Yeah. Also, speaking of, I mean, now that I remember that it exists, in terms of the question of what are you looking forward to upcoming? Oh, Beyond Good and Evil Beyond Two. Beyond Good and Evil Two. Mm. What a weird! It looks a, weird. It's a prequel for one thing. Yeah. 
Which makes it weird that they called it Beyond Good and Evil 2, because I don't know that enough people remember Beyond Good and Evil for the two to They probably don't matter. care. Yeah, I guess I they mean, don't like, care. A lot of a lot of big video game series have numbers attached to them, and it's meaningless. Yeah. Other than just, it conveys that it is. Uh, I it, don't mean that it's. I don't mean that I'm like bothered by the chronology of it. I just mean it does. It doesn't feel like it, that game has is like legendary enough. No, but I think to, that putting the two on it might imbue it with that. Or it's like the sequel yeah. to the critically acclaimed. I mean, everyone's what, going crazy that's about what Bethesda it. Bethesda did with Fallout. 3. I feel like that's what they did with Grand Theft Auto Three back in it, the day too, where it was like. Yeah, I mean, that's true. They were like that. Although I will say, Grand Theft Auto One and Two were both successful Those they were but they weren't games. I've, three f- had that feeling of inevitable success before yeah. it even came out yeah that's true and it was a total yeah. like branding switch and like two generations later and stuff yeah, yeah. Beyond Good and Evil 2 is basically going to be the Grand Theft Auto 3 of next gen <laughs> <laughs> so true Jake well well predicted mm. I, I know what video games are uh, Nick, do you have any Because you Game Pro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would rate it that way. Wow, face. Uh, yeah, whoa. <laughs> hey. Uh, I, I never traded any yeah, games. I, I, I never did trading. No. Um, I worked I, at a video game store in which we took a lot of, we like, mm, I worked at a game crazy. I bought used games occasionally. Actually, the best, the best used game I ever bought was this Super Nintendo game called King Arthur's World, which is, I think... Probably oh, it's one of those this. games that I don't. It's I I bet like a thousand people played this game in total. <laughs> right. But I remember renting it probably like twenty times. I fucking loved this game. It was essentially like Lemmings, except that each of the units I had that like game. Yeah, it was it was really quirky and and kind of a, an interesting combination of ideas. And uh, I remember my local blockbuster would just sell like have fire sales of just like used games. Well, this game has, be... a, has an intense cover. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's an like intense MC game, kind Escher of. It's uh, rendering yeah. of an interior it's, of a castle. It's not at all what you would expect when no, you play this game. That's not what the game looks like, though. The game looks like Lemmings. Yeah, yeah. But like a castle. Yeah, it's it's good, but uh, I remember picking that game up for, I think, like a dollar uh, as yeah. a used like blockbuster game that they were just never, like, nobody was renting it but me, and then I, was, right. I felt like so triumphant that I never had to rent that <laughs> thing again. It was mine, uh-huh. and I had the stupid blockbuster sticker on it, and I was, I was fine. Nice. It felt That's gross, great. but yeah, I was, anyway, yeah. whatever. That's all I got. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Is that all we got? Uh, no, I got a couple more. Not nope. many. Uh, Tobjorn Gronovic Dahl writes, is it so that if I ask more than one question in my post, you will answer them all, even though we're technically only allowed one and they don't accumulate over time? No. Well, did he ask another question? Because that's the way to test it. Uh, well, what was the first question again? Well, that was the that was one combined question. That was one big, long question. Yeah. Is will, it so that we... if I ask more than one question in my post, you will answer them all, even though we're technically... Oh, no, the answer is no. Yeah, the answer is no. I mean, I will say that empirically, based on other questions that have been asked, the answer is kind of yes, because we've I definitely know. answered some that have multiple oh, yeah. questions. I only, but, s- I only but, said no in case but, he asked another question. No, it's true. But I will say that all of those cases, they were really, I would I would classify the totality of what was asked as a single question with a lot of context. Mm. So, you are like the benevolent genie type. I'm trying to give the benefit of the doubt, yes. I'm not trying to hoist people here. Uh, but if you if you disrespect the spirit of the law, uh, you may find yourself hoisted. J.D. Cohen writes, Have you considered using your fancy camera array to stream live play of a tabletop RPG? We have we just, we just talked it. about that. Yeah, yeah, we talked about it last month. Yeah. I'd suggest fiasco. There is no advance prep necessary, and nobody has to referee. Cool. Have uh, you guys played fiasco? I nope. haven't. I... I feel like people have recommended that exact game to us before, but I couldn't tell you what it is. 
Nobody knows. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, we have we we definitely have talked about doing that, obviously, as we just said. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I probably wouldn't hold your breath, honestly. Because um, <laughs> look at all the streaming just we've given done. history. Yeah. But uh, it's a good idea, and we should we should do that. But we'll see. Um, Tom Grundy says, asks, what shoes do y'all wear? Either Converse All Star low tops or some like just leather outdoor boots. What do I have on today? Oh, my camera's got not those on. Converse All Stars. Nice. Which camera? Which camera's on right now? That one. Oh, I have like brown, brown leather lace up shoes. They're you have like a man's shoe. They're like a grown up shoe. Basically, dress shoes, but for daily walking, I guess. Got your walking. They're made shoes. by Clarks. I like Clarks. I buy a lot of Clarks. Hmm. Nick, you didn't answer. Oh, um, Nick's not wearing shoes. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> no, uh, just no shoes. No shoes. Uh, I'm wearing like a black pair of Nikes. Black Nikes. They're all black, so I can get away with going to a restaurant. You <laughs> <laughs> asshole! I fucking love it. <laughs> I have n- I have nice like black yeah. leather shoes that I occasionally wear. Yeah. If I'm going someplace that's actually nice, but like this is this will be a, this is good up to like three out of four stars. Sure. <laughs> I find that I, I don't really like wearing black shoes. If I'm wearing gonna wear nice shoes, I have gra- I gravitate towards brown leather. Mm. Yeah. Uh, weird question. Weird answers. Um, but totally that's, fine to that's ask. That's all of them. Got to end on the shoes just like yeah. we do. Ending yeah. on shoes like you do. Uh, like you do's. Thank you for joining us on the <laughs> Idle Thumbs Ruination Online for August 2017. Like you do's. Uh, we will be back on this feed soon with another episode of Idle Thumbs, the video game podcast. Um, if you want to be able to ask us questions on this a recurring monthly stream. You can do so by backing our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash idle thumbs and the details about which tiers apply are all in there. RK Sanders asks any plans to do a video game podcast. We just recorded one yesterday morning coming out soon. Those come out every month. Yeah. Yep. You'll have to wait for the first month of September. Sorry. The first month of September. First week of September. Uh, All right. Well, that's it. Thank you for joining us. Uh, We will be back soon for Idle Thumbs and then again for another one of these and also every week for our other podcast Important If True Bye Bye When you do it for real it's fine Let's do it for real <laughs> What if we did it for Nick, real? What if you weirdly just sabotage it by being being a being quiet? That's my long game That's know, been the last how many years of these podcasts the worst <laughs> fucking game <laughs> what if this is my podcast voice um <laughs> huh?